Bags down, spikes on, welcome to the track. Hi, my name is Colin Waitsman, and I'm going to be your host for this episode of Track World News, presented by The Harrier. And today we have an awful lot of things to do. Uh, we're going to be breaking down some of the best performances from the second half of the Olympic trials, as well as talking about some other interesting storylines and what we could potentially see for some upcoming relays. So we're going to be getting into that very, very excited, have a lot of things to cover, but before we get into that, make sure that you leave a like, review, um, and subscribe to the channel. really helps us know that you're enjoying the show and, and everything that we got going on there. So today, um, like we mentioned, going to go over six of my favorite performances from the second half of the Olympic trials. So first, before we get into that, I want to talk about just how much I really loved this meet, especially the last half of it. This Last few days have been fantastic. I personally think this has been the best three weeks of continuous track and field that we've ever had. We have the NCAA championship two weeks ago, which was great. Um, then this past week, we had the um, obviously the, the first half of the Olympic trials, which saw a, a world record go down and, and several other fantastic performances. If you want to get an update on, on how I felt about those first half performances, because we're not going to talk about those. Um, go and check out uh, last week's episode. And then this week, which is the, the third week, essentially, and we had some other fantastic, fantastic performances, which we're going to be getting into today. So overall, it went really well. Uh, I think the coverage was, was pretty good. Uh, I still think the NCAA championship was a little bit better, mainly because it was on only three channels, and all three of those channels were free to access. So it made it, it, made it easy where for, for NBC, um, somewhere on Peacock and, and elsewhere, and so it was just a little bit more difficult to, to get to those. But overall, it, it, was, a, it was very easy and, and much better than, than in years past where you might be missing some things. But overall, uh, very solid meet. And um, yeah, so let's get into some of the, the top performances from, from this past week. Uh, number one, Sydney McLaughlin. Uh, so she broke the world record being the very first woman to ever run under 52 seconds in the 400 meter hurdles. And she made it look easy. She did this so flawlessly. Uh, it was an incredible thing to watch. And it was interesting because the former world record holder and yeah, now former world record holder, uh, Dalia Muhammad, um, was right next to her. She was right uh, in the lane outside, so she had to have the, the world record holder um, you know, right on her outside. She got to see what she was doing the whole time. And then uh, she ends up breaking it. And it was she did it very, she was very easy over the hurdles. I think this is where all of that 100-meter hurdle work um, and where she was training on her off leg really started to come into play because by the time that that seventh and eighth hurdle rolled around, she she was still picking up speed and and her form was still very good, and that's when she really started to have separation. Uh, Dalia Muhammad was was still in it until the those last few hurdles, and then then that's when Sydney just was like, "All right, we're done here. I'm going to be taking this uh, away from everybody." And so breaks the world record, first woman under 52 seconds. Uh, Muhammad ran what was it, 52. Four, uh, which is still a very good time, but you know when you have a, a the world record right there, it's impressive. Um, also, she's just 21 years old, so she's breaking the world record at 21, which is extremely, extremely impressive. 
Um, then the third place runner, Anna Cockrell. So she's a, a lady that I really was hoping would, would make the team, uh, and, and she ended up making it. She had an extraordinarily emotional um, post-race interview. Uh, she was talking about how she was going through what seemed to be some, some mental health issues in 2019 where you know she, was, she said that she didn't want to be here um, in the world in, in 2019, which um, was... It was, uh, it, was, it was clearly a very emotional time, and then she was like, and now to be here standing as an Olympian in 2021, is, is, there's just no words to it. And to see just how happy she was and, and how she PR'd by, over, by a second and, and just over, the overall excitement that she's got was, was awesome. So we're, we're sending three very talented women uh, to the Olympics for that race. And yeah, overall, Sydney McLaughlin, uh, best performance of the second half of the Olympic trials. Uh, really, really no, no debate there. Uh, next I have Gabby Thomas in the 200. So Gabby ended up running a 21.61, uh, which is the second fastest time all time, uh, right behind Flojo. So she's now the, the fastest woman alive over, over 200 meters. And what was very impressive about her race was that every single one of them, uh, she was getting faster and faster. So she started off in the prelims running, I believe, 2194. Uh, then in the secondary amount, the, the, the semifinal, sorry, she ran a 2191. And then to top it all off, she ended up running that 2161 in the finals. And it was just an ex extremely impressive race. Uh, she was super excited, obviously, uh, after she she ran it. And this this type of performance is one that is now, I think, gives her an extremely strong case to be on that 4x1 team. Uh, she came in, I think, fifth uh, or sixth uh, in the 100. I'm drawing a blank on the exact performance, um, but she came in. She's in the the relay poll for the for the four by one. Um, Jenna Prandini. I mean, she's also someone that's going to be in there. But I think she came, I think she came in second in the 200. Jenna Prandini, um, and then she beat Gabby Thomas by a little bit. But you know, when when you have a lady that's the second fastest all time across this distance, it really makes you think how how can you leave this uh, leave this woman off the off the list? So overall, an extremely impressive performance. I mean, the two hundreds in general were were really great, um, and that's what we're gonna get into into next over here. Just another really really strong two hundred performance, and that was from. 17-year-old Arian Knighton, who uh, not only did he qualify for the team, being the youngest person uh, in track and field for Team USA to qualify since Jim Ryan did it about 50 years ago, um, he broke Usain Bolt's U-20 record. And so whenever you're in the same conversation as Usain Bolt, and whenever you're breaking Usain Bolt's records – you know you're in a really good space. You know you're doing something right. And so not only that, but he broke his under 20 record when he was 17. So Usain Bolt hadn't run under 20 seconds when he was 17 years old. And Arian Knighton did that by running a, a 1988 in the, in the semifinals and then ended up running a 1984 in the finals, giving him third place and a ticket to Tokyo. And so... He has some extremely, extremely bright futures ahead of him. If you're breaking uh, Usain Bolt's records, I mean, of course, everyone's going to say, hey, is this sustainable? Is this something that he can continue to do for years and years to come? Or is this just a flash in the pan and something that he had a really great race now, but he peaked and he's not going to be able to perform? 
Uh, I don't think the latter is the case. I think that this is something that's going to show to be um, progressively uh, better for him because uh, next year or next Olympic cycle is going to be when he's really in that prime position to be running really fast. Uh, he's going to be, what, 21 years old on, during the next Olympic cycle. It's only going to be three years this time. Uh, and so he, that's like really prime time performance uh, for when you're starting to do something really special. That's when uh, I believe um, Noah Lyles, who he originally broke, he broke Noah Lyles, like what would have been high school record, but uh, he's a pro, so they're not giving it to him, which is kind of stupid, even though he is a high school junior. Um, Noah Lyles ran, a, what was it, 1950 when he was 21? So uh, it's, it's a strong possibility that, that he's going to be in that really good spot come next Olympic cycle. Um, and this is also saying like, hey, I mean, what, what else could he do? He's, he's just getting faster and faster. Um, could he end up beating Noah Lyles? I mean, Lyles won this race by, uh, you know, I think he ran, what, a 19-7? Uh, probably a little bit closer than he liked. He, he cut it right to the end there, literally the very last event of this meet to make sure that he's on that Olympic team. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting to see what the future holds for Ariane Knighton. Um, am I saying that he's going to break the world record? Possibly. Uh, he could. I mean, you know, whenever you're running these these crazy fast times at a young age, there's always that possibility. So uh, we'll have to see what he's going to end up doing uh, in the future for sure. And then next, uh, we're going to talk about f uh, former guest uh, of the show, uh, Javon Harrison. So Javon is making his debut or making his argument for why he is the best jumper of all time. So Javon Harrison now won the high jump and the long jump at the Olympic trials. He is the first man since Jim Thorpe over a hundred years ago in 1912 to go for both the high jump and the long jump. He hasn't lost a long jump competition in 832 days and the this number one song that was going on during, you know, when he lost back in March of 2019 was sun was what sunflower. So he is, he has been at the top of his game for a very long time and showing extremely good consistency because it's one thing to be a great jumper. It's another thing to not have any missteps. He hasn't had no heights. He hasn't had days where he's just off. He's consistent as consistent can get. Uh, there's one thing that like you, you can always count on for him and it's like to make his heights and he makes them clean too. Like he's, he's not getting phased by the heat. The fact that he's doing doubles, that he's at these giant meets, he's just getting in, doing his work and getting out. And it's, it's, it's great. Um, and he's, he's putting on a show as well. Uh, I loved it when he when he got over the, the first bar, he's like putting his hands up like, oh, I don't know, kind of like the, the Michael Jordan thing you've seen when he makes like the three and he's like, I had no idea how I did that. Um, so that he's, he's performing extremely well. Uh, he jumped 847 for long jump, and which was a PR for him. And then he, he jumped 233 in high jump. Didn't even take his last attempt at 239. He's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're done here. That was also during the time when it was like 111 degrees on the track. So I wouldn't be surprised. He was just like, let's cut it short. I am not trying to stay on this track any longer because he believed he had the high jump, which would have been, you know, like an hour later. But it ended up getting pushed back five hours because they wanted to, to wait for it to cool down. So um, that was that. Um, also, friend of the show, Marquise Dendy, he qualified for uh, the Olympic team as well in the long jump. He jumped 838. 
Um, great to see him. Uh, if you don't know his story, he's battled several injuries back, uh, you know, going back several years. And, and the fact that he's, he's coming back stronger than ever, making uh, another Olympic team. He qualified in 2016, but had an injury. So he, so he pulled himself from the competition. Uh, and to, to see that he is now, you know, putting up these, these great numbers and, and he's back to, you know, his top level performance is, is awesome for him. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's fantastic on there. Uh, next two performances that were just amazing to me, uh, a thing Mo. So she ran a one fifty six Oh seven to capture the win in the, um, what was it? The, the 18, the 800 meters. Um, it's the second fastest time ever by a U.S. athlete. Um, and it was really a dominant race for her. She took control early and she really never gave it up. Uh, early on in the race, she, you saw that she had a little stumble. There was an athlete that kind of, um, you know, flat tired her, got, got her shoe and and she had a stumble and, and that one athlete had, had fallen back a little bit, but she recovered from that pretty quickly. I mean, it would have been easy to, um, you know, you know, dwell on that mentally and, and maybe, you know, have your, your race kind of be affected by it. But, but she didn't show that she showed that she was a strong mental, physical competitor and was able to drop this 156. Uh, she's been super consistent as well. And I think what's great for her is she doesn't have as many 800s on her legs as many other athletes do. Um, since the college, uh, the college uh, season is so much longer. I think it really helped that she didn't put as many mileages on it, miles on her legs. Cause if she had ran, you know, a bunch of eight hundreds throughout the year, maybe her, she would have been tired and it wouldn't have been able to perform to her best here. She probably would have still been able to make the team, but maybe not, you know, run this one fifty six like she just did. So I think it was a good move that she was doing the four hundreds. Obviously. I mean, it shows she ran this one fifty six here, captured the Olympic trials win and is now, you know, in, in conversation for, uh, you know, the being on that four by four as well. <laughs> that that's another person that, that could end up being there. So we'll have to see. Um, next we have, and the, the last performance that was interesting for me, uh, Fred Curley. So Fred Curley became the third man in world history to run sub 10, sub 20 and sub 44. So, so his PRs in, in the hundred are 9.86 in the 200, it's 19.9. And then the 400, it's 43.64. Uh, the only other two men that have ever done this are Wade Van Niekert, the 400 meter world champion, uh, world record holder. And then the, uh, Michael Norman, who obviously he won the, the 400 and is going to be going to Tokyo and is probably the favorite to, to be winning it at Tokyo this year as well. Um, so unfortunately, uh, he didn't make the team in the 200. He obviously is going for the 100 meters. He did qualify for that, but he came in fourth in the 200 running that 19.9 from lane two, which was, you know, very impressive. The fact that he's putting up these these great times from a lane that is pretty undesirable. Um, uh, so one of the announcers was even saying this might be the best lane for him because he can, you know, because he'll be able to work the turns. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I mean, that, what he is a what six three six four. Uh, so I'm pretty sure he probably would have loved to be a little bit farther out. But uh, still, running that 19.9 uh, normally would have been able to qualify for an Olympic team in almost any other year for Team USA. But the fact that the 200 is just so fast this year uh, ends up getting fourth, which is crazy to say that you run sub you run sub 20 and you're you're not making the the 200 team which normally would happen but 
but not this year. I mean, the, the, male, the men's sprinting is, for the U.S. is just so dominant. There's, there's a real shot that the, the U, Team USA could, be, could sweep the podiums for the one, two, and four. Real shot at it. Is it going to happen? Probably not, but it, it's a, there's a really good shot that um, they could do it um, definitely for the one and the two. I, if I, I would definitely put money on sweeping the podium in the one and the two. We'll, we'll have to see about the 400, but uh, still very, very impressive from Fred Curley. Third man to do that. Um, so overall, fantastic move for him to decide to go to the 100 and 200. Uh, he made the right decision, and it's starting to pay off here. And so... Uh, last kind of story and thing that I want to get into, uh, I want to make my picks for who I think is going to be on the four by one. And so we'll end up doing the four by four next week. Kind of want to spread things out. Can't be giving everything away all at once. But so for this, looking at what, uh, what it is that I want to do, um, Yo, let's make the picks for the the four hundred, the four by one hundred, and both the men and the women's side. So this is also going to be the order that I think that they're going to be running. So I'll say the names, and then we'll go over why I think that as well. So for the men, uh, I think it's going to be uh, Bromel, uh, Bednarik, to Baker, to Curly, and then on the women's side, I have Oliver, to Thomas, to Daniels, to Richardson. So let's break down the men first, and and why I think they're going to be going where they are. So uh, Brumel has the best start, not even close, of everybody on this team. He's somebody that you want to have starting in the blocks. Um, he has started in, in the one hundred, the 4 by one several times. He's someone that it, I, I trust leading off this team. Uh, a lot of people would be like, he's your the fastest runner. You should be having him anchor. Yeah, he's the fastest, but he's also the best out the blocks. That's not to be said about everyone else. You see when he, when he runs, he's getting out quickly. So I want him there. Uh, but Narek, um, mainly because he is really solid in the 200 and the second leg is usually going to be the longest leg. It's, it's about 110 to 115 meters, uh, because of where the exchange zones are, uh, depending on how you're, you're handing off the baton. And so since he's really good at the 200, uh, I want him to be right there. He's also obviously really solid in the the 300 in the 100 as well he was fourth in the 100 so he's got that that great speed um so one have him second third i'm putting uh baker um reason for that um i think that he he's does a really good time really good job on the curve uh and mainly it's not as much as i think he's going to be great in third place i think it's mainly because of where i want to have curly so i have curly anchoring because he has probably the least amount of experience in the 100 meter, the four by one handoffs. Uh, obviously, he has done four by ones before. He did it back in 2016. Um, but he has just the least amount of experience. So I want him to be handling the baton the least amount as well. Uh, he's also has the best closing speed. Uh, we see, we saw in the 100 that he didn't reach his closing speed until about the, the 80 meter mark. And so that's why I want to have him uh, closing it out so he can be able to, to get to top speed off of a rolling start where he has a little bit more time and he's able to, to close it out and, and end up winning. So that's why I have for the, for the men's uh, four by one there. Uh, now for the women, um, 
Uh, like I said, first I have Oliver, um, and that's because, I mean, her start is easily the best uh, out of all of them. Uh, if you saw it in the 100-meter dash finals, um, she had the lead for the first 20 meters or so. Um, like, was beating Shakari Richardson, and so she just has a really great start. She gets out the blocks well. Uh, Got to have her there. Next, uh, Gabby Thomas. So I think we need to have Gabby Thomas on this. Uh, one, she won the 200, and she's in that contention uh, from the 100-meter dash. And so she's someone that I, I, I don't see why you would put anyone else there. It's like, what, her or Jenna Prandini, I feel, is who you would have at that second spot. And I think you should rather have you should have Gabby Thomas there uh, instead. I think she has a better better chance of of being able to uh, sustain her her 200. And I think that the, her 200 shows that she has potential to be faster in the 100 as well. Uh, third, Tiana Daniels. Um, once again, uh, putting in the third spot mainly because of who we're going to have at anchor. Um, I'm really it's like uh, the first two people. I'm I'm, I'm really confident on where they're going to go. Third. You know, some, sometimes it's going to be either who your second best starter is uh, or it's going to be, you know, your, your third or, or fourth best runner. Uh, and that's mainly because we're having Sha'Carri Richardson finish it out. Obviously, I mean, you're not going to have Daniels being the fourth leg when you have Richardson on your team. So she's going to be finishing it out, hopefully being able to take the gold over uh, Jamaica. It's going to be a it's going to be a dogfight between Team USA and Jamaica. Uh, I know I have the bolt, uh, you know, thing in the background, but I am Team USA for sure. Uh, and so, yeah, that's going to be my, my four by one picks. I'm sticking with it. So Bramel, Benaric, Baker, Curly to, and then on the women's side, Oliver, Thomas, Daniels, Daniels, Richardson. So those are going to be my picks. We're putting them in cement and we're locking them in. That's what we're going to have. Nothing, nothing's changing on my end. Uh, we're, we're keeping them there. Watch that come and, and bite me in the butt later on as they do a couple diamond league meets, but yeah, so that's going to be who I have for the 4 by one 4 by 4 we're going to do that next week, so stay tuned. We're, we're going to do my picks for the 4 by 4 but uh, let me know what you think. Uh, what other great performances happened this second half of the Olympic trials that I missed? Um, what do I have right? What do I have wrong in this 4 by one picks? Let me know. Uh, definitely would love to hear from it. And I uh, want to also take this time to thank all of you listening for all the support. Um, I, either here, if you just if you just listen to the podcast, or if this is your first podcast that you're listening of mine, uh, thank you so much for the support. Uh, also, thank you for the support on Instagram as well. If you're someone that follows me there, uh, there's been uh, a, just a ton of love from from you guys. We've we went from about 500 followers a week ago to over 1,000 as I'm recording this today, and it's just something that I never thought. I'd see coming. I thought that we were going to get to a thousand, uh, by the Olympics. I didn't think we were going to get that before the Olympic trials even ended. So, uh, you guys have been really supporting me and, and, and I, and I love it all. Uh, couldn't do this stuff without you guys. So, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and, um, yeah, if you like this episode, uh, make sure that you leave a like review, uh, share with a friend, anything really helps. And, um, if you want more content, like I just mentioned, you can follow us on Instagram. That is at track world news all one word um, and you'll be able to get some some news content everything like that we try to be as breaking as possible um, so you guys are going to be on, on top of that um, be able to share with your friends but have a good one talk to you soon and peace